Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. So yesterday afternoon, I was talking with a couple about uh, the food shortages that are coming, and she asked me how it is that these food shortages are going to take place. And uh, it's pretty interesting because the other question she asks is like, not only how is it going to happen, but when? And I thought, you know, that is going to look very different for pretty much all categories of food because they're not all basically raised the same, right? Now, we saw just recently the egg shortage that had taken place. And it's coming to an end as the abundance of eggs is now hitting the warehouses and dropping the price. And we'll soon find that in the retail market as well. Now, one of the other things that came along with this egg shortage was the narrative that was pushed out there to the media for everybody to understand why it is that the egg prices were moving up as high as they were. They certainly don't want the people to panic, and so they, if they give them a reason to understand why it is that the egg shortage is the way it is, then they wouldn't start relating it into other things that they're going to start finding coming up in short supply. Now, I'm not trying to say that they're psychologically messing with the people, but they're psychologically messing with the people because that's what happened with the eggs. Now, we did a report on it just a couple of weeks ago where I had done a video talking about what really causes the food shortages. And it's not from the avian bird flu that went into killing off of a bunch of the hens that lay eggs. It was the fact that farmers found the input cost going into raising these hens was not enough to be profitable for the price that they were getting for their eggs. So they were not replenishing their hens. Now, this is something that not a lot of people were talking about. It's something that I had mentioned on this channel before. It's the reason why I believe that we had the egg shortage. It's the reason why I think that the egg shortage is going to come to an end fairly quickly because it only takes six months to raise a bird to, to laying age. So it wasn't like they started investing in birds when the price reached its peak. They were investing in birds as the prices were moving up. Think about this, farmers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When, when you see the profits being made, right? If you look over there and you're like, there's profit right there. I see it. I'm going to go get me some. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to start investing in the things that you need in order to acquire that profit. If you see hens are starting to, or if you see that eggs are starting to sell, well, then you're going to invest in warehouses and 
new hens and every all the facilities, labor, whatever it takes in order to get more eggs so that you can take advantage of those higher prices. And that goes the same with anything out there. Even lumber. We saw it in lumber. When lumber was running up to six fifty per thousand back in 2018, the British Columbia mills and mills all over the United States were expanding their operations so that they could take advantage of the high price of six fifty per thousand. This was when lumber was expensive at six fifty per thousand. Then what happened? Right? The same thing that happened with all the rest of the industries that overexpand. They have a collapse. Well, that's gonna take place within the food industry as well. And I believe that is gonna take place in pretty much every everything that came up in short supply that then went into high demand. The investment that goes into that is really where the problem starts to occur. Because we found it in, take example, um, the surgical masks, right? They came up in short supply here in the United States. There was an overwhelming consumer demand. The short supply coming from China didn't make it here. And we had an like the domestic suppliers needing to ramp up production to make sure that we always had a domestic supply for national security reasons. Remember all this stuff? Well, they opened up their operations and really started to hire more people, you know, bring in more, you know, equipment, whatever it is that they needed to do to make more masks. Well, then the whole mask mandate came to an end. The demand for masks just dropped down to basically the hospitals. Hospitals are going to get them from the cheapest place they can possibly get them, and that's China. And now the domestic manufacturers are in trouble. They're either going to need to be subsidized by the government in order to stay in operations for national security reasons, right? Or you need to start, you know, inflicting tariffs or, you know, duties on these masks getting imported from China in order to make sure that they're competitive with the domestic manufacturers. So now a bunch of manipulation has to take place in order to maintain our domestic supply of dust masks. I mean, this is, this is the same story that happens through, throughout all kinds of stuff. And so we're going to start finding it. Okay. Um, in fact, I was just reading it. I'll leave down in the art, down in the description, uh, two articles about onions, just this recently onions, right? So onions in the United States, I, the article I believe was from July, right? And, uh, like back in July, there was a huge price increase in onions, right? Shortages of onions, people just couldn't get them. This impacted the globe. Right now, look over at the Philippines right now. Their onions are selling more for the more than meat. Right, so this is like what the global impact of food shortages are going to have. I mean, here in the United States, we are not going to experience food shortage. Right, we have food. The problem with it is, is that the rest of the world is going to experience real shortages, much like the onions now. Or I, I don't know if it's still today, but at least according to the article at the time it was written. Onions in the Philippines were selling more than meat, right? So that's not typical. Normally vegetables would be cheaper than meat, I guess, depending on the vegetables it is. But onions are pretty, you know, fairly simple, you know, vegetable to grow. There's not much to them. And considering that the shortage took place here in the United States six months before it was showed up in the Philippines really says a lot about how this kind of ripple around the world. And it's going to take place going into the future. Look at milk, right? Um, I'm going to leave a link down in the description for uh, an article talking about how there's going to be milk shortages coming. And this is something that I thought about back. Remember when they were dumping all the milk? Remember that? We did videos on this one, too. 
the farmers were dumping milk because they had no place to put it. And everybody was coming up with these excuses. Oh, they should be making cheese and, you know, giving it to the schools or whatever. It doesn't work like that. See, these commercial farmers, these, these commercial milk farmers, they had a place to go with their milk, right? This is where it goes. But all of a sudden, that supply chain got shut off. There was no place to go with it. It was just like you could say, yeah, go make cheese, but you need to take it to a place to go make cheese with. There is no facility. The facility that these guys were sending their milk to was not taking the milk. They had no place to go with it, and they had to dump it. And so now you think about it. If you're a farmer who's dumping milk, and it's time to replenish your cows, and you're dumping milk right now. Are you really going to do that? I mean, is it is does that intuitively make sense to you that you're like, man, I need to go get a bunch of more cows because I'm dumping milk out into a field because I have no place to go with it. So what ends up happening? Right? There's a gap in production that takes place, just like anything else. There's that gap in production of new cows not coming to the farmer. He doesn't, you know, he's just like, I'm not investing in new cows if I'm not getting the price for milk or if I can't sell my milk or I don't know if I'm going to be able to sell my milk, right? And so that gap in production leaves like a space in which that there is not enough cows producing during that time. Obviously, you can produce more cows and like beyond that gap, but that gap occurs, right? And that's what I believe is going to be happening here towards the end of the year is that we're going to start experiencing milk shortages for that very reason. Now, whatever the mainstream media comes up for excuses, I can't tell you what that's going to be. They're probably going to blame the Canadians on it, right? Because there's a lot of like, I guess dairy trade that happens between Canada and the United States. And so they're probably going to end up blaming Canadians. I don't know why I, I say that, but it just gives like, they got to come up with some excuse. And I, I think they've already used that one in the past. So I think it's just another one that they can just rehash up. And I'll go see if I can find the articles for that one too. I'm not trying to pin it, pick on Canadians. I mean, I do believe that is a real case that there was a, a tariff issue that took place between dairy farmers and the Canadian government or something like that. Anyhow, these are the things. This is what's going to be the food shortage coming into the future is the exact same, like, you know, you just have to look, you just have to look at the, you have to look at like the current event that has taken place and what kind of ripple event that will have from that. You know, I mean, we were watching the videos of the, of the onion farmers, like basically dumping out all their product because they didn't have any place to go with it. Well, then we had onion shortages. Well, guess what it did? It rippled around the world. And now the price of onions in Philippines is expensive. See how that, I mean, it just kind of falls on down the line. You know, this is the thing about studying the supply chain. It's not as simple as, as people want to just say, oh, it's just a matter of just producing more and just go do it. Well, that's easy enough if you think about going to the store and buying it. But when you think about like something like lumber, where you have to not only like go to the trees, cut the trees, haul the trees to the lumber mill, the mill it, then haul it all the way back to a distribution network, which will then, then distribute it all the way out to the retail stores, which will then break it all the way down so that you can buy one. I mean, there's a lot of processing going just to lumber. You can imagine what it's going to be like for everything else out there, especially when it comes to something like dairy cows or chickens or something like that, where you actually have to raise the product first before you can actually get the product that you want from that thing. Right? I mean, that's like, it's, this is, this, this is happening out here, guys. All right. Getting a little off there. Uneducated economists, you guys let me know.